This episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast is brought to you by Clavio. Clavio is a platform that helps growth focused e commerce brands drive more sales with super targeted, highly relevant email, Facebook, and Instagram marketing. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast. This is John Jantz, and my guest today is Matt Cooper. He is the CEO of Skillshare. Skillshare is an online learning community with thousands of classes in design, business, tech, you name it. So, Matt, thanks for joining me. Oh, thanks for having me. Let's start with some statistics. Um, Skillshare has been around for a while. How, how old? How many courses do you spout? How many teachers do you spout? What are, what kind of like, give us the scope. Yeah. Yeah. So the, uh, the company was founded back in uh, 2011. Um, actually the first version of the business was in-person classes. So kind of a somewhere between uh, meetup and general assembly. Um, so they were in person, but it still kind of had that community feel that we still have online today. Um, they moved everything to the online model, uh, in late 2013, early 2014. And that's when kind of landed on the current, online learning business model. Um, we have uh, over 20,000 classes, uh, close to 8,000 teachers. Uh, we have over 8 million registered students. So it's um, once obviously when, when you move things online, it gets a little more scalable. So uh, that's when we really saw the growth start to take off. Yeah. And I'm guessing hundreds of countries. Uh, yes, uh, we're actually in um, pretty much every country I'm, I'm aware of. Uh, so it is an increasingly global community. Actually, about um, 60% of our teachers are outside of the U.S., uh, and about half of all new users are outside the U.S. So it has become increasingly global over the years. Yeah, I guess that was my next question. Who who is it? Is there a typical student profile? You know, we have focused in on creative as our real sort of um, core uh, vertical and uh, core area of expertise over the last 12 to 18 months in particular. It's always been a uh, been sort of a, a default uh, area focus, but we've really zoned in on that as our primary market recently. Uh, so I would say the you know kind of the prototype user for Skillshare is a is a freelance designer um, that you know maybe uh, is working a little bit in online work, has some local clients as well, but it's coming to Skillshare to keep um, keep current and see what's hot, what's new, learn new pieces of software, learn new techniques, etc. So, so it might be an InDesign class, or it might actually be a class on, you know, how to choose colors. I mean, it, that it's not just all just like here, how to use the software. That's right. Yeah. So, you know, I'd say it's it's split between kind of the quote unquote hard skills like how do you use InDesign or Lightroom or um, you know Procreate, or it's more sort of technique driven. So specific, you know, how do you use that software to do certain things? So about probably 30% of our classes are either about an Adobe product or included in Adobe product. So even when you're learning technique classes, they might be using a particular software. So you're getting some tips and tricks on how to put that software to work along the way. Um, one of the key components though of every class is that they are projects focused. Um, you know, as you know, you learn a lot better when you put it to work. So we want you to take the class, pick up the skill, but then actually produce something with it. You upload it to the site. You get feedback from our students, from your teacher. Um, and so it's just a great way to kind of um, actually get some real live practice and get some feedback on your work. The first online course I ever took was on Aldous PageMaker 3.0. You might not. Wow. I, were, they, were they even online back then? <laughs> well, you know, uh, <laughs> Lin, Linda actually uh, 
was at least that old. Um, that was a class yeah. I took through them. So, um, <laughs> yeah. but uh, I, I always throw that out because I judge how old somebody is, whether or not they actually even know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I, unfortunately, I do know exactly what you're talking about. So let's flip that around then. Who is the kind of standard teacher then? Yeah. So the teachers, um, about 80% of our teachers are freelancers themselves. So they tend to be active in that field, doing the work day to day. So when you watch a Skillshare class, it has the feel of looking over the shoulder of an expert. Um, and we want it to have that sort of very practical, very useful, not academic, not esoteric, not theoretical uh, vibe. And so the teachers, um, you know, again, they are active in the field. This is, tends to be one of the ways that they you know, generate additional income, build a brand for themselves, uh, give back to the creative community, uh, and just generally establish credibility within their particular area of expertise. So, so what's the qualification to be a teacher? I mean, you know, there are people that know how to use a piece of software or know how to actually get stuff done, but they don't necessarily know how to teach somebody else to do it. I mean, how do you, how do you vet what makes a good educator? Yeah, we have, uh, and the platform is completely open. So anyone can come in and teach. Uh, that said, we do have certain standards around audio quality, video quality, educational content. Uh, you have to be imparting your knowledge, not, um, you know, we've had people try to walk you through how to use a website. That's not what we're looking for. Um, so we do have uh, a, a team that screens and moderates every class that gets uploaded. Um, so they do have to meet our quality bar. If they meet our quality bar, then they, they're live on the site uh, and the teachers are, are welcome to, to produce that content and keep teaching. Um, so we, you know, for us, it's sort of a balancing act. We want to, we want to open up. We like the long tail. If you produced a great class in a niche category that may not get a lot of eyeballs, that's perfectly fine. Like that's, again, the beauty of an open platform like Skillshare is you can find a depth and breadth of content that you're just not going to find anywhere else. Uh, but it is our responsibility to make sure that the quality is high and, and what our paying users expect to see. So aside from, you know, some sort of revenue share, and maybe this is just anecdotal, um, but what what benefits are you seeing some of the teachers derive, you know, beyond maybe making a little extra money? Yeah. So, you know, the, the income is the obvious one. But I think the what we see a lot of is just teachers trying to build their own brand and using skills, their Skillshare class as a way to establish their credibility. If you produce a Skillshare class, you've got a you know one to two hour course up on that particular subject and you've got thousands of students and you've got feedback and you've got interactions it's very easy to send your offline clients to Skillshare as a way to show off your credibility. Um, so that we see that and hear that quite a bit from teachers. We also hear a lot about wanting to give back. Um, many of our uh, many of our teachers actually started out as students, uh, and that's actually our number one source of new teachers is our student community. So as the student community grows, uh, they tend to convert into teachers as they develop particular areas of expertise, or they may come in to learn one subject, but they're an expert in something else. Uh, and so having that student community be a, a major feeder for the teacher community, a lot of them just like the idea of being able to share what they've learned and hopefully help someone else that was in their position. 
I want to remind you that this episode is brought to you by Clavio. Clavio helps you build meaningful customer relationships by listening and understanding cues from your customers. And this allows you to easily turn that information into valuable marketing messages. There's powerful segmentation, email autoresponders that are ready to go, great reporting. You want to learn a, bit, a little bit about the secret to building customer relationships? They've got a really fun series called Clavio's Beyond Black Friday. It's a docu-series, a lot of fun, quick lessons. Just head on over to Clavio.com Beyond BF, Beyond Black Friday. Is there a way for some of you mentioned creatives, but but even even the creatives, a lot of them either have businesses or want to run businesses, and so maybe they're trying to build a curriculum, if you will. I I, I know that if I went there and saw thirty thousand courses, you know, I'd like drown in a sea of courses and you know find find myself probably wasting a lot of time. Is is there a way for somebody to actually design kind of a learning path that makes sense for them? There is. We have a couple of features that allow that. I mean, you can create custom lists and uh, basic bookmark classes as you go. So I, I do that, you know, as I'm looking at what's, what's new, what just came on so, you know, the, the system is obviously recommending classes that it thinks I might be interested in. I can quickly bookmark them, add them to a list so that I can go back later and all right, I want to, yeah, I, I'm interested in taking a class on brand marketing today. I can pull up my playlist of brand marketing classes and pick one and off I go. Um, we also, you know, the search functionality and the browse functionality allows you to get pretty specific uh, into what you're looking for. And so we'll hear students uh, where they'll they'll find a class and they'll actually skip the first three lessons and just go to lesson four because that one talks about the specific technique or tool or formula that that they're trying to learn. Uh, so you see a lot of that when you look at the user behavior. They tend to bounce around and go um, into specific areas or they might watch the same class three or four different times or they'll watch the exact same topic taught by three or four different teachers to get it from different angles. So you definitely see patterns of how people tend to group and use content. Um, but again, that's the beauty of our subscription model. Once you pay your $15 a month or $99 a year, you can watch as much as you want. So it's we like that model because it allows you to explore and try and test and you may come in looking to learn Photoshop, but if you want to take the coffee making class, it's there. Knock yourself out. Hope you enjoy it. Have you found um, organizations kind of using this platform as a as a training bed? We have. Uh, our enterprise business is growing uh, quite well. Um, I think the you know when you look at where companies want to insert learning and development, how they think about developing their employees, the traditional model of sticking the old school training content in front of them and hoping they don't fall asleep just doesn't work. Uh, and so when you look at Skillshare's content, you know, because of the creative bent, if you're coming in looking for compliance content or, um, you know, how to write a, a, a professional email, that's probably not where we're going to help you. If you want Skillshare to help you create a more creative culture uh, and build that uh, that mindset within your employees. Um, yeah, I think we land somewhere between a learning and development tool and a perk uh, because there's a lot of content that's not going to apply to their day-to-day -day work. It still might make them a better person and a better employee. Um, so, uh, you know, what we hear from our enterprise customers, customers they're really thinking of it more as an investment in their team as opposed to we, we're going to give you the skills so you can then give us back specific work. Yeah, 
Yeah. And, and upping their crochet game is going to make them happier, right? Exactly. <laughs> so, so there is a, um, there's a quote on your website uh, with a young woman saying, I wonder, I love Skillshare or something, but the, the, the gist of it was, I wonder if I even needed to go to college. Um, are learning communities going to replace or at least be the new school? You know, that's been an ongoing question since the whole MOOC model really started to take hold. Um, you certainly hear anecdotes of people who, I mean, you look at what's available. You can take Stanford classes online. You can take Skillshare classes online. You can go to Coursera and Udacity. Um, so if you were motivated and you wanted to piece together a Ivy League education combined with very tactical, hands-on learn by doing skills that you get from a platform like Skillshare, you can certainly do it. I think we're a little ways away. Um, you know, I don't know that the traditional education model can keep up with the pace of change within the current corporate environment. So that, that is where uh, a, a platform like Skillshare can play a really major role. Um, you know, when Adobe comes out with their new software, you're not going to run down to the community college next week and take it. Uh, you can't, it just doesn't work that way. So um, I think there is an increasing role for online learning to play. I don't know that it's going to supplant the traditional college education um, in the near future. Um, that said, you know, if I, I've got four daughters and if I wanted to go the bargain basement route, uh, I'd have them take a, uh, an online coding boot camp, um, pepper in some good creative classes on Skillshare, and off they go, and they'll be making six figures at, at Google before we know it. Well, and I, and I, think, it's, I think a lot of people, a, a lot of individuals, but a lot of companies, I think, have started to recognize that, that idea of, of the role of continuous learning. Uh, no matter what, I mean, you're, you're never done. Right. Um, and yep. so, you know, having this kind of, uh, um, platform certainly supplements, if nothing else that, um, and this is the part of the show where I get to also say, I have four daughters too. That's the first person I think I've had on my oh, yeah. show that's had four daughters. So awesome. We, uh, we, have, we have similar scars. <laughs> mine are, mine are up, uh, earning a living already though. So oh, man. mine are uh, currently, uh, income negative. <laughs> so um, where, if you are in a strategic planning meeting at the end of the year and you're kind of telling your team, we need to shore up this area of our, not, not of the system itself, but of the courses, you know, are there areas that you feel like, Hey, we're, we're weak on and we need to add. Yeah. Well, I mean, again, I think the, the big change for us was really focusing in on creative so when we think about content where we want to where we want to um, focus, it tends to expand out. So, you know, there are I think there's a general category of if you are a freelance designer, what are the other areas that you need to know to be better at your job? Um, so whether that's you know business for freelancers, whether it's how to how to brand yourself as a freelance. Um, with the whole movement towards the gig economy and the future of work, I think there's a whole group of content that we have started to dip into. There's some Skillshare originals that we've produced in that area. So that's a particular area of focus. Um, I think the other area that we're just constantly uh, trying to stay ahead of is just the evolution of technology. Um, you know, Adobe is rolling out Fresco, uh, their new painting and drawing app for the iPad. 
Um, we got to get ahead of that. We've got teachers who have advanced copies. They're working on content right now. Um, what's coming that we don't know about? Uh, I think an interesting example 12 months ago um, was the iPad drawing software called Procreate. Um, we really didn't know what Procreate was, and all of a sudden, you know, one of our teachers created a Procreate class, and it blew up, and we saw all this attention around Procreate, and then, okay, you know, boom, there's a signal that we need to get on that. So I think from, you know, the beauty, again, the beauty of the open platform is our teachers, our community tend to signal what's hot and what's interesting, and then we know to go deep in that area. Um, so on the content side, in terms of overall content strategy, yes, we try to predict when we can, but in many cases, we're reacting to where the world's heading and to what our community is telling us is interesting. And then we try to make sure we're putting resources in those areas. So if I want to um, put a obscure part on a 2009 Mini Cooper S, um, I can find a YouTube video on exactly how to do that. So, you know, what's the advantage of a platform as opposed to the fact that Boy, people are making videos, millions of them a day to teach people how to do stuff. Yeah, I think the number one issue is just the signal to noise ratio. Um, you can find great content on YouTube, uh, there's no doubt. But what you don't get is the consistency, the predictability, all of the functionality. You don't get the positivity of the community. Um, you know, so I think there are specific things about our platform that you just can't get on YouTube. Interestingly, YouTube is probably our number one source of new customers. Um, so there's sort of a symbiotic relationship between Skillshare and YouTube. A lot of our users start on YouTube and they end up in Skillshare because they don't find what they want or they can't find it consistently enough. Huh. So what's the future of Skillshare or what's the future of platforms like Skillshare? I think for us specifically, we ultimately want to be the go-to global destination for online creative learning. We want to provide that creative community, whether, again, you're a professional or if it's just a passion, whether you've been doing it for years or it's sort of reigniting that creative spark, we want to provide the place where you can learn about the things that excite you, learn about the things that drive you, uh, open up that creative journey for you going forward. And so if we can continue to provide the right content, but then also really think about that community. I think that's something that as I talk to users, I, I talk to at least two teachers and two students every week. Uh, and that has been a consistent theme is there's just a community you get through Skillshare that you can't find anywhere else. And when we see a student in South Africa and a student in Berlin start to collaborate because of a class they took taught by a teacher in New York City, that's the that's the magic that we want to happen. So how do we continue to do that on a massive global scale um, and, and just be that go-to destination for that community? So if I'm a student, it's pretty easy. Um, invite me there and there's uh, there's a, is there, there are free classes, there's a trial. What what's what's the model for that as a new student? Yeah, so new students coming in, so we do have about 2,000 classes that are free. Uh, so each teacher can decide whether they want their class to be free or paid. If it's a paid class, then it becomes part of the premium platform. Um, but we offer, uh, just coming in the door on the website, we offer a one-month free trial right now. Those free trial offers sort of come and go, as you would imagine. Um, but typically, you can get a one-month free trial at least, um, and then try it out. You know, jump on, watch some classes, bookmark some content that's interesting to you, and and see if, if that's going to deliver the value that you're looking for. So we like the idea of 
them being able to really try it and explore and dig around before making the commitment. So, so if I'm a teacher or I have something I want to teach, uh, what's my next step? So if you go to Skillshare.com slash teach, uh, we have a great program to get new teachers up and running. Uh, we call it the Teach Challenge, and we have bunch of online help content. We have forums. You can ask questions. You can get feedback on your on your course outline. We walk you through what equipment you need. Um, and it's a lot of just very simple tips and tricks. I mean, for a $40 snowball mic off Amazon can work wonders. Um, so we, we walk you through all the basics. And one of our community managers on the teacher side will actually kind of help you just go through it step by step to get that first class up and running. Awesome. Speaking with Matt Cooper, the CEO of Skillshare, and it's just Skillshare.com. So, Matt, thanks so much for joining us, and uh, hopefully we'll run into you soon out there on the road. Great. Thanks for having me.